Welcome to IBTV. I am your host, Ronnie Carlton, and shortly I will be joined by my podcasting BFF, Courtney Robinson. It's the most wonderful time of the year. There are new shows everywhere, and we're going to try to cover just about every new show on the major networks that we can. I'm trying to get Courtney in now. We're having technical issues. I'm also trying out this particular uh attribute of Blog Talk Radio now for the first time, but I'll give you a brief rundown of shows that we're going to discuss today. Courtney wants to discuss more shows than I do. Quantico, which premieres September 27th. I'm very excited about that. Our CIA, FBI show. Blindspot, also super excited about that. Kind of a female Jason Bourne show. Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Don't know a lot about that. Um, I'm kind of nervous. People talk about Bruce Campbell a lot and this Evil Dead franchise. I don't know anything about it, so it's going to happen to me that. Grandfathered, I don't know a lot about that, but I believe Jesse from Fuller House is the star of that show. So he's sort of making a comeback with Fuller House coming up on Netflix, I believe, and this show. The Muppet Show, which I'm really excited for. Looks like they've updated the Muppets, made it more current, giving it a office feel of the office kind of feel to it, which should be interesting. It also, uh, they're going to do a lot of mockumentary kind of thing, like The Office. Uh, Wicked City, I have no idea what this is about. This is another one of Courtney's shows. I don't know what she's talking about. It's one of her shows with her people and a hundred shows she watched. Minority Report on the excellent, excellent, excellent uh, Philip K. Dick uh, short story, but the excellent uh movie with Tom Cruise in it, which I really enjoyed. And I always kind of hope they made it into a a show. Megan Good is in it, so that should keep my attention, even if the show's bad for some times. Lucifer, which is really interesting if you haven't heard about that. The Devil Quits and Moves to Los Angeles, I believe it is. Uh, very interesting looking. Uh, what else? She has something called The Man in the Castle. I don't want to even... And Marvel's Jessica Jones, the most excited... I am for any show that Marvelous on Netflix is Jessica Jones. Comic was written by Brian K. Bendis. Just a very, very good comic book. Just solid. One of the things that basically got me back into comics was the Jessica Jones series, Alias, by Brian Bendis. So I'm really looking forward to how Netflix does that, even though I'm still struggling with just it. And then we have the shows that, and some of her shows and my shows overlap. Got the funny shows. So I'm not. I'm not recommending. I'm not necessarily recommending the shows that I picked because she stole my shows. Okay. So the grinder has and oh my god. The grinder has Fred Savage and I just lost a train of thought because Courtney's trying to get in. Fred Savage and the guy from the Direct TV commercial. Oh my gosh, why can't I remember his name? I can see his face, but I'm drawing a blank. Anyway, the main character is a TV lawyer, and he decides to become a real lawyer. He's in the West Wing. Oh, my gosh. You talk about a brain freeze. One of the more notable actors out there, and I can't remember the man's name because I'm getting a brain freeze because I've been doing a lot lately, but uh, and I've still seen his face. Rob Lowe, how can you forget Rob Lowe? Ah, where is my brain? The Grinder is about that. It's Rob Lowe, Fred Savage making a comeback. I feel like he's been directing a lot, and we haven't been seeing him. But I've always enjoyed him. Don't know why he's not on more stuff. Even some of the movies 
movies, which I'm okay with, because some of these movies so I'm all right with that. Limitless, the Bradley Cooper vehicle. I think he might be in one episode. I think he's got some executive producer credits. Should be interesting. Basically, the same plot as the movie, but we're going to see it in a weekly serialized. The player, uh, Wesley Snipes. I didn't even know he was out of prison. So that should be an interesting show. I'm going to talk to Courtney about that one. I couldn't even figure out what it was about before I read up on it. Like, when I watched commercials, I had no idea what the show was about. So then we have Heroes Reborn, another reboot to try to see uh, if they can do that. I don't know who asked for this or who wants this, but it's coming to us. And I feel obligated to watch it just because it's Heroes. And I Heroes, we didn't come on, so I'm going to at least give it a shot. I'm still waiting on Courtney. And then we have Blood and Oil, which is kind of like soap opera, with Nash Bridges and stuff. Crockett, Don Johnson, Slave Master and Django, Don Johnson. Uh looks like it's about oil and money and power. Kind of looks like a ripoff of Dallas, to be honest with us. But it could be entertaining to some. And last, certainly not least, on the list that I created from uh, based on not picking Courtney's list was Supergirl, which I'm not excited about because I'm a little comic booked out. But I might check it out. I'm sure the people on my... Uh, the IBTV's Facebook group will inform me whether Courtney, hey, how are you? I'm fine. How are you today? I'm good. Sorry. I was trying to do the it, it probably didn't send the email fast enough. There was a way to get from your computer. Log talk normally you can call in. So I was trying to direct link. So we'll see. But then we'll try that next time with you. That's cool. I'm hoping for a clear connection. I have my uh, headset in for blog talk. But in the past, so we're trying to, in the past, it's cut off on me. But they say they revamped the site and when you dial direct. But it, you can call in on both ways, but you get this, yeah. but it's not as good a quality, you know. So I went through all, all of our just briefly and gave an overview of the, well, of the 27 shows that you're going to mention and the six <laughs> shows that I'm going to mention. <laughs> So well, look at your notes. I like how you little short notes about the ones, the other ones too. That, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, the twenty seven is the but, short list. Yeah, yeah. I can't knock it too bad. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, as, you said, more- I, as you said, I do have a longish list of new and returning shows that I plan to check out or permanently add to my DVR rotation. Um, but like we kind of talked about for the purposes of time and reason, you know, we can't do this for eight hours. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go over my seven. Did you go over your seven already? I, I, I just briefly said your seven, but let's, let's like okay. stop and talk about each one and maybe we can let's cool. alternate between yours and mine. And then um, we stop on each one and just talk about what we think of it. If we've seen the previews or whatever. Awesome. Definitely. Um, so, okay. So of course my first one is Quantico and Quantico is an American television thriller series created and produced by Joshua Saffron with Mark Gordon, and it's going to air on ABC's, uh, ABC on Sunday night. Um, it concerns a group of young Federal Bureau of Investigation recruits who are training at the FBI Training Academy in Quantico, Virginia. Uh, the cast is headed by Anjuan Ellis as Miranda Shaw, the Assistant Director of the FBI Academy, with Josh Hopkins as her subordinate, FBI Special Agent Liam O'Connor. Uh, the series protagonist is Alex 
Parrish, who's played by Priyanka Chopra, and she is awesome. Uh, she's really big over in India. Yeah, she's really huge over in India. So uh, she's an FBI trainee. Your pronunciation was pretty good. Huh? Your, your, your pronunciation of the name was pretty good. I'm a, that sounded oh. right, even if it's not. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's correct. It was correct. I made sure okay. I did research first. I wanted to make sure I pronounced my name correctly because I think I massacred it one time I was talking about it. So. Um, but she's an FBI trainee who has an affair with another recruit, played by Jake McLaughlin. And, you know, a lot of crap happens, as we've seen in the trailer, you know, besides the, um, the salacious trailers they try to play during football. And soap operas. Uh, yeah, and soap operas. And soap operas, both salacious trailers. And that was the, let me, let's hit that real quick before we get into the, even though we can skip the name. Let's get into that before you um before we do that. Okay, so this is what I was noticing because you were selling this show really hard on me, and you've been right about Mr. Robot. And I wanted anything spy related. I want to see. I will never forget Alias. Alias is one of my top ten all time favorite shows. Looking back on it, it's the best show. But it was still you just loved it, and then for the time period, like before, for the time period, like they wouldn't put stuff on TV like that, especially on um, network television. Uh, so Absolutely. I know the show, but then during the NBA Finals, they had a sexed up uh, uh, advertisement with the main character, who I won't even try to butcher her name, wrapped in a flag. <laughs> so then I told you about that. You're like, no, no, that's not a commercial I saw. And then I do watch soap operas, ladies and gentlemen. I will not lie to you. It's been like <laughs> I watch football with my dad, and I watch soap operas with my mom. I, you know, we kind of break them down. That's how we. I, I, I grew up. <laughs> and so, uh, but anyway, it was a soap opera commercial. It was all steamy and hot about sex, and the guys ripped their shirts off, and <laughs> and it was the opposite version. And I have seen the main commercial attracted me, and you've been talking about. But yeah. what what did you think when I told you that? And have you seen any of the sex stuff ones? It's it's so unnecessary. It's like that. that there's this Carl's Junior Junior commercial that they have where this girl in a bikini or something is eating a burger and she's making it seem all sexy and all this other stuff. I'm like, you don't have to do this. It's unnecessary. Just show me what the show is. I can see if Quantico was a show that wasn't going to appeal to anybody and you just had to figure out some way to get in. You don't need the Rasta Star and the American flag. Like, I, I, I just can't even. And then the fact that when you get this with the guys, you didn't wrap them in the American flag either. <laughs> but they were shirtless. I think that makes up for it. <laughs> I guess they no, it been, didn't. But... No, it didn't. You were supposed to wrap you know what, in though, the American flag like a towel. You might think it's sexist, but I think <laughs> when a woman is draped in the flag, like no one finds it offensive, or no one's going to say they find it offensive, but like for a man not view the same. I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing why they don't do that with men more often. But, like, but uh, what does it I'm, even have to do with the premise of the show? They're protecting America, and she looks like she's ready to protect. <laughs> she's draping herself in the flag to protect America. I don't even know why I'm defending that. I don't think that. <laughs> you were you were very offended when we talked about it. You were yeah, I was, more offended but, than I was. But sometimes when I get the visual, I, I'm I you know, but I I struggle between my male chauvinist ways and then as a writer and as a reviewer and a critic, <laughs> like my brain, you know, it's in my heart, which is not really my heart, and my brain. Yeah. And the world but um, to, the, to the show itself, and that, that was just weird. I've never noticed that dramatic of an advertising campaign for a show based on female yeah. and male only. 
and like you were saying, I don't think it's necessary. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe we don't understand the sensibilities of network. But when you have a network show, it's impossible to miss it. If they want to push a network show, I remember when the blacklist was coming up, you couldn't escape it. When uh, what's that show with Kevin Bacon? The following. Oh, the following. Yeah. Because the network can push it in a you know infinitely. Like they could push it during football. They could push it. They could push it all the time, and you're gonna know this show is coming on. Oh yeah, it's gonna be on the sides as much as you may even see it in movie theaters. Yeah, so you can't a network show with their budgets and things like that for advertising. I don't feel like you have to do that because they all you got to do is keep putting it on so properly, and and, and yeah. you just put it on during the NBA finals, which means you have a huge audience. So you don't have right. to do <laughs> that. And like you don't have to do that, but that's just our opinion. Yeah. But to the show itself, what have you thought of the concept of the show and just what's drawing you to it? All right, so the whole concept of the show, um, of course, she's an FBI trainee, and later we see where there were some huge kind of terrorist attacks. And it looks like she's implicated in it, and she has some kind of ties in her past, and maybe um, their suspicion about her other uh, FBI trainees, the ones she was recruited with, that some of them might be involved. So that, like I, like you, I love Alias. So it had that whole entire Alias feel support for me, and in Monday 24, too, where she, it looks like she may be on the run for some of the show. So, like, I, I love that kind of thing. So we're going to get a strong female lead, and um, she looks different from what we've seen before. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really interested in seeing this, and plus the premise. I love this premise. Interesting. I, I do think the premise is, and this is the thing about I love these, uh, I love pilot episodes. I even love like the first issue of comic books when there's a new series. I love a new series of anything. I just love it because, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's something about creating something new and seeing if it lasts. But a lot of these that have these, they're called high-concept things like this, where you have mm-hmm. these big print. Sometimes they don't have the legs. And so what I'm, when I'm starting to think about this, I'm thinking about, it's kind of got, there are going to be a lot of flashbacks, which get tricky. It seems like it's going to have an ensemble cast, which should be tricky. And it's kind of like mystery involved. And I've seen what yeah. ABC's done with that. With the uh, what was the show where the people came back from the dead? Oh, the the came not, the, not the returned. It, it wasn't the yeah, returned. Yeah, it was it, but it was in that vein. Yeah, yeah, it was the softcore version of it, I guess. Because I think there was an yeah. overseas version. Um, yeah. There, there was that, and then I remember Flash Forward had this concept where people lost this amount of time, and or maybe it was Flash Point. Flash Forward. I think the shows, unless they're really tight. With the writing, they can go off the rails. But I'm ready for it, but I'm nervous, too. Oh, I, I know. I'm with you. The first season of that, um, the one show where you were talking about where the people returned from the dead, the writing was pretty tight, and the premise was interesting. But like you said, after that first season, it can go off the rails. So if they have an actual good plot and they have a good idea where everything's going, like I want them to have an actual plan, maybe for the first three years. Um, like I don't know if you yeah. watch Orphan Black, but they said that they're going to end, I, do. I believe, during yeah, season the, three of I, oh, I, I promise I won't. I promise I won't. But I think they said they, they plan to end. They plan to end, I think, around either the fifth or seventh season. I can't remember right now. But they have a plan, mm-hmm. and that is what you have to have. However, you, you can have a plan, but don't be afraid to go away from that plan if the story organically yeah. is going away from it. Because I've seen shows ruin the entire – shows can ruin the entire experience for a fan if they insist on going toward this end where – that's not where the characters are anymore. I've seen it happen. Yeah, and, like, I've had series where I ended up hating the series now, and I can't watch it again because you've ruined it for me. 
yeah, it's a delicate balance with that kind of thing. It really is to, to, to look at what the needs of the audience are, the actors who might, the characters might take off, and you have to do different yeah. things with it. There's a lot to that. Uh, let's never get done. My first pick will be, I kind of like a fourth group, but my first pick in the show draft is, uh, this is actually interesting. I, I heard Rob Lowe, who I was talking his name, uh, talk about this on a sports show, but it's called The Grinder. And I don't know uh-huh. if you've heard of it. Uh, the Grinder's got Rob Lowe and Fred Savage. Rob Lowe still loves the years. And he is, Rob Lowe, and his family, they're real lawyers, so he decides to become a real lawyer. And it's a comedy, and it looks interesting, actually. Well, yeah, this didn't make my list because I had to keep my list so short. But I just saw a preview for it the other night. I was like, okay, this does look kind of good. And I, I love Rob Lowe. Did you watch him in Parks and Rec? No, I didn't. See, I never watched. I'm not a comedy he, guy. That's the thing you're going to have he, to he is an amazing. He can do everything. Like I've seen him in serious stuff, but like when he lets his comedy chops come in, like amazing. Like the Direct TV commercials, I miss him. Like I miss those commercials. Like yeah, he, he just made it happen. Athletes on it, yeah. They're very, they're weird, but they work. <laughs> so this is an interesting <laughs> show. If I had more time, I probably would. But and I don't, I don't know why I don't watch comedies because when I watch them, I'm okay with them, but they don't stick with me like the other shows. I guess I'm just. My mom always says. You're not watching all the shots. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right. Probably pretty intense, but so I've tried. But usually the comedies I like get canceled. But uh, so yeah, that looks interesting. If somebody's a fan of comedy, and Prince Average is a really yeah. good comedic actor, so I can deal with yeah. that. Uh, let's go. What's, I, what's next on your list? Go ahead, you can finish your thought. Well, no, that's okay. All right. So the next one up on my list is Blind Spot. Uh, Blind Spot is an American drama television series starring Jamie Alexander and Sullivan Stapleton. The series focuses on a mysterious, tattooed woman who has lost her memory and does not know her own identity. The FBI discovers that each tattoo contains a clue to a crime they will have to solve. Now, of course, um, like you were just saying earlier, I'm sure you've seen this commercial everywhere and on billboards, and maybe uh, they've got, like, little airplanes flying over the sky with Blind Spot on it so you can watch it tomorrow when it comes on. So um, I've, I've seen Isn't that tomorrow? pilot already. Wow. Yeah. You've seen the pilot. I thought it was I'm fantastic. You realize that? Um, well, I guess you do realize. But you realize that Blind Spot and uh, Minority Report come on tomorrow? Yeah, they do. Every, every, the, everything starts tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, actually, oh, Mindy kicked up. it off. <laughs> like, Mindy kicked off the new season last Tuesday, thanks to Hulu, who saved him, who saved her. So yay for that. But, yeah, the new season starts tomorrow. So uh, there's a whole list, but Blind Spot, Minority Report, and a bunch of others are going to be doing it. That's why you said when you said, "Can we record tomorrow?" I said, "No," because I want TV. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. So <laughs> I have a date with my you, remote. You saw the you saw the pilot of this, right? You're saying? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And um, the pilot, it was it was very strong. It reminded me. Did you see Prison Break? The first season of Prison oh, yeah. Break, or any season of Prison I've Break? Seen every episode um, of Prison Break. And I laughed, okay, and I good. stayed a season too long. Which they're rebooting that. One oh. day we need to do a show. Let's do a show of all reboots they're making. Or oh, we remake, can do that. And we'll talk about Point Break with my friend Point shoot Break yesterday. Myself. Or Roof. <laughs> How about that? You should not read. You can't remake Roof. Oh, That's God. That's classic. Like you Come can't. On. Like yeah. it's something you but can't remake. It's, it's ridiculous. You shouldn't. Like, there's a certain list of shows and movies and everything that you shouldn't be able to touch. Create point blank. I don't care what your reasoning is. But um, that's not this show. We're talking about Blind Spot right now. So um, 
this kind of reminded me of, um, so she is tattooed completely, and it kind of reminded me of the thing with Michael, how he, his, he was tattooed. He had his whole plan for how he was going to get his brother um, and himself out of prison and what they were going to do on, while they were on the run or whatever. And so it's kind of, that's kind of is what's happened with uh, this character, Jane Doe, where she's been um, tattooed with all these um, different tattoos and clues and symbols and things. But, of course, she has no memory, so she has no idea who did this to her, if she volunteered for it or what. And, you know, she'll, like, a tattoo will um, get highlighted and, like, she'll have, like, said memory. So it also kind of reminds me of Chuck because she gets into a fight at one point in time and all of a sudden she knows Taekwondo or she knows how to speak Chinese. So and of course, and you have to watch it tomorrow so we can, huh? It's got some Jason Bourne too, right? Yes. Yep, so elements of all that. Like, one thing I'm really looking forward to this season is we have a lot of strong females this season, like, leading the show. Yeah, and that's something um, that attracts that's, me to shows. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, another thing that I'm excited about on this show is uh, we get Sullivan Stapleton, and you probably haven't seen him um, in anything before, but he's been on Cinemax's Strike Back for the past couple of years, and mm-hmm. oh, my God. So much good. Like, he's, you know, an action, action character. So this is the perfect role for him. He's going to be, like, her FBI he, handler, is he detective, I guess. Is he the detective on the, on, the, on, the, on the preview or the trailer where the tattoo is of him? Or the, yeah, he's the FBI agent. Yeah, yep, yep. FBI agent. Okay. Um, hey, Kurt, I'm going to be the negative. I'm going to be the whatever always. And this is, I'm excited about this show. Between this and Quantico, maybe this is even more because it's going to, looks like it might be more hardcore. And what's going on with yeah. all these shows just focusing on the FBI? And not anyway, but they're like spy shows that are trying to do it from the FBI angle. But anyway, what I'm scared of this is happening because this is episode mm-hmm. and these shows too. I didn't say it about Quantico, but they usually go on the networks, they get 20 plus episodes. Whereas the cable mm-hmm. shows go like 13, 12, 10, 11, you know. So, and, and it's just you can't tell the greatest story. They have to drag it. I love it. So what I'm scared of with the tattoos is to come every week, she has a new tattoo, and we, we face a new villain. My least favorite format is the villain. And even though The Blacklist is still a pretty good show, the weaknesses mm-hmm. are just scared of it becoming that. That's the only thing that I'm scared of with this show. I agree with you. Um, that is one problem that I do have with network TV is because they, they're given so many episodes, they have to fill so many hours. The storytelling isn't as tight as it could be if you only give them 13. But we've seen, like, good shows make it work, like you were saying with Alias. Or I was, I'm going to say Lost because I can say Lost. I thought Lost was pretty good even when it goes off the rails or yeah. even with the season the series finale that a lot of people hated that I actually love. But, um, yeah, so I think some some TV series can make it work. But I'm happy that many TV series are leaning towards the 13 episodes. And at what point did we run out of run out of yeah. At what point did we run out of space on her body for plot? How many tattoos can a person have? Well, I'm sure there are more. Down. Well, I'm sure there are more than enough, and we probably won't have a new tattoo every episode because you know she's going to be exploring, trying Fair to enough. just maybe find out like who she was and what her past was. So we're going to have that whole overarching thing as well throughout the entire, uh, if not season, series. <laughs> yeah, and I'm different crimes and things that they're trying to, yeah. All right. So I'm looking forward to this one, for sure. Yeah, look, at, you have a different style. She likes to be more uh, 
concrete with her reviews, and I like to be more like just I don't know what to call it, but uh, <laughs> but we just have different styles. And I think that'll work actually. I think You're we can off the cuff. use that the more we do this. Limitless. Actually, I hate reading. Like reading out loud. I don't know why that is. Maybe my yeah. teacher scarred me or something. I think my brain just works faster that way. But we have Limitless. Limitless is the Bradley Cooper movie that I actually didn't like that much. Uh, did you like the movie? No. Yeah, I didn't like the movie. There are not either. many Bradley but Cooper movies that I like. I never got on to Bradley Cooper because he was a sidekick and alias, so I never got past that. I never, I don't know. Alias has done a lot to me as far as TV goes. Oh, I, didn't I don't like know. Go ahead. Well, see, in Alias, he he was the nerdy friend, and all of a sudden, when yeah. he was in Hangover, I was like, whoa, he got sexy. When did that happen? So it's not many That's of the movies that I like him in, but some of them, this wasn't one of them. Yeah, I was wondering when he became a heartthrob, because Alias, he was like, I, I don't understand what happened. But, uh, Hangover. This is, yeah, oh, that what it was. Okay. Um, so we got this coming to another TV show that's, Farm for movie. I mean, you see this going a lot of different directions, but I don't see this mm-hmm. as anything special. The movie wasn't anything special. I think he appears in the first episode, but it just looks like something that CBS is using just as a vehicle to get a broad, as, as broad a viewership as possible, and maybe the dumb people will think that Bradley Cooper is going to be Maybe I'm judging it unfairly. But he's in the preview. that he'll be in it every week. Maybe every now and again, but it, he's not what the show is going to be about. It's going to be about the main character and, um, oh God, what's her name from, um, she played the sister. Like, she's in that. Yeah. And, like, this, she she would be one of the main reasons why I'm going to check this out. You can't, you can barely get people from the Avengers to be on Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. So I know <laughs> he's not going to be on on this show uh, full time or even any kind of well, yeah, that's like basis. on um, that's like on Minority Report, Report where you are not going to see Tom Cruise ever. Well, at least they didn't lie. I don't even know if he was associated. Well, not lie, but kind of sort of misread a little bit. But uh, <laughs> what's your next show? Still with me? You so well. Still with you, Courtney? Oh, no. Oh, hey. Oh, there we go. I lost you for a second. Yeah. You back? Oh, I'm back. I'm sorry. What are you talking so about? Next, yeah, I was talking the whole time. I was having a whole <laughs> conversation that you didn't hear anything I said. <laughs> so um, next up we have Ash vs. the Evil Dead, and this is an American horror comedy television series. It's going to premiere on Halloween. When else? Uh, this, of course, was created by Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell for the Stars Network. It is set in the Evil Dead franchise and serves as a sequel to The Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness. The, uh, the series stars Campbell reprising his role as Ash Williams from, I never knew that was his last name on there, he's just Ash, uh, from the Evil Dead movies and video games. Jill Marie Jones, Ray Santiago, Dana De Lorenzo, and Lucy Lawless. Dana herself Yay. will also star. Yay! Uh, she won't have the chakram. Uh, the series is executive produced by Campbell, Ramey, and Rob Tapert, who originally produced the first film. 
And like I said, the series is going to be premiering on October 31st, and I am so jazzed for this. I just got rid of my stars, but um, one of my friends uh, was very, very, very good enough to loan me her password, so I'll be able to watch it. People are excited about this. And I'm a nerd or geek, as we are uh, affectionately called these days. But there's some things that just, and and they're, I I call them like sister or cousin uh, of shows and genres. So what's the appeal of this exactly? Is it zombie stuff? Or I don't know anything about it. I just know Bruce Campbell. Yeah, it's going to be snarky and funny. It's like something evil is coming to the world and possessing things and trying to destroy the world. So it's it's stuff like that, um, you know, where Bruce has, Ash has opened that door once again, even though it's uh, 20 plus or 30 plus years later. Um, What you should do, if you haven't seen the Comic-Con panel with these guys, watch it. Um, and you can tell that these guys have all known each other for forever, just the way they are with, with, with each other and the way they're talking about the show. I think at one point in time, um, Campbell was talking about, uh, like, this, uh, he called it a pus gun. They, had, like, they have a pus gun that gets sprayed a lot. And uh, he said he always makes sure it doesn't hit him. And, like, people have, like, these plastic things that they all wear so it doesn't hit them, too. And, like, it's all kinds of blood and crap all over the place all the time. So, like, they're very excited, and he was pumping it up and making sure everybody gets stars at one point in time so they can see it for ratings. So, yay! And they want to try to get picked up as long as they can because they, again, have a plan. That's the thing. You have to have a plan. I believe this one is going to be for 13 episodes as well. I have to double-check, though. It's going to be a short season. It's coming on Star. Yep, on Star. Star. Okay. My next show is The Return of my children. This is called The Player for NBC, and it has Bessie Smith. I told my children when they saw the commercial, I said, when I was a kid, like the only black uh, action star you would see, I can't even remember how it, when Denzel started doing it, but that wasn't what Denzel was really doing at first. So, mm-hmm. only black. so <laughs> I kind of have a, um, a little sentimentality to Wesley. Always bet on black. Yes, but... Um, <laughs> I have a little sentimentality to the rest of it. I didn't know he was out of jail, but uh, oh, yeah. he was getting work. <laughs> uh, pay those taxes, brother. Uh, have you? You cut out. What would you say? Oh, have you seen the previews or anything about this show? Absolutely. Um, I, I, when, well, what was it? When they first started announcing shows back in the spring, um, saying what they picked up and what they didn't pick up, I immediately went online looking for as many trailers and pilots, not pilots, but trailers as I could on YouTube. And the one for this one looked really good. Um, so I when think, you first saw the trailer, maybe I'm stupid. When you first saw the trailer, what the show was about? Um, what did I think the show was about? So at first, when I first looked at it, and like I said, I'm a Strike Back fan, so I said, oh, there's my other boys from Strike Back. They're both going to be on the same network now. Yay, good. And so, um, like, okay, so his wife or somebody gets killed, he gets sucked in, and all of a sudden he's going to start saving the world, and they're going to bet on him at a casino. And okay. So I think that's what it's about. And Wesley <laughs> is the casino yeah. boss. Is, is that what it is, the pit boss? Yeah, that's, that's what I, said. I was trying to get with I, you. I, I thought it was just me. You got a little yeah. bit of it, but um, so okay. It's so like this is super rich people. Yeah, yeah, that that is what it is. Yeah, it's okay. super rich okay. people gamble on former military op- operative Alex Kane Winchester, played by Philip Winchester's ability to stop major crimes from happening. 
to Johnson, played by Wesley Snipes, is a mysterious man running the operation. This one not short on action. So that's the premise. So the premise sounds even more interesting than it actually uh, the preview. But the previews look. I'm, I'm on the fence about that one. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out, though, because like you said, always bet on black. And so I just, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to support it just to see what it is, and then I'll know whether or not I'm, I'm going to watch it for sure. Because, of course, we have How to Get Away with Murder. But I'm going to watch the player just to check it out for Wesley and my guy from Strike Back. Well, we have um, – I just got in the mail a Nielsen rating package, which I haven't gotten in, like, over a decade, which is pretty cool. Oh, So yeah. I'm going to support my man whether or not I watch the show. <laughs> I'm going to you better. Because he, he's got bills now. He, 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 he got paid that IRS back now. Yeah, he does. So. I don't know if they let him out. Of, one time I know they would let him out of work release, but I don't know if he's out of his <laughs> Like, oh, we're going to let you out to work on this movie. <laughs> yeah, right. He's not the first one. They're going to do that. I think they let Arthur. I a little more serious. But um, <laughs> what's your next show? <laughs> All right, uh, my next show is a little in the same vein as uh, your grinder. So where you had Rob Lowe, I have John Samos. So, uh, yeah, our two guys from the 80s and they're Uncle back as older people. Uncle Jesse, and he just comes back on Full House. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. I know we were uh, griping about remaking things and reboots, but I can't wait to see that on Netflix next year. So, yay! But um, his new show is called Grandfathered. Uh, Grandfathered is an upcoming American comedy television series created by David Chun. The series details the life of a recently divorced bachelor and restaurant owner who just discovered that he has a son, but that's not the only surprise. He also has a granddaughter, too, thanks to a one-night stand the son had with a woman. So, uh, like father, like son, basically? <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm, yeah, not, I'm not that big on comedy, so, uh, blah. <laughs> well, like, I, if, I don't think I ever was a big fan of Full House. My brother liked Full House. He used to watch it over and over uh-huh. again. And it was fine, yeah. but, um, you know. But I can leave that in Family Matters in the 90s and be okay. I'm glad they're getting work. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, so, I, I, you, you, you I always like to go back and check in. You going to watch this? I am absolutely going to watch this one. Um, I might DVR it just because. Just because of the I night like it's on. It's, it's going to be on Tuesday nights. It's going to be Tuesday nights, and that is uh, Flash and iZombie night. So thank God for DVR. But I will yeah, be watching it so I can support it because it looks funny. It looks really good, and I've heard good things about it. And this is where you left me. Okay, I'm going to say, I don't know if we're PG or not, but we probably should say relatively PG, but I'm going to say a bad word. So, you know, if anybody okay. has a kid listening or whatever, so close their ears or something or skip five seconds. I got left with all the shitty shows because you picked first. <laughs> Well, hey, I, I, I added so, a list, and we had a whole week to come up with our list. And my next list, I did procrastinate. I did procrastinate. <laughs> but uh, I didn't know you were going to get the best shows. So mine is Heroes Reborn. Um, the Geek in Me is, I was really, I was, yes, it is. I was really into Heroes when it first came out. I was looking at all the characters and writing my own hero stories and buying the comic books and listening to any interview there was with the guy who created it. But the show, past the second season, it definitely had uh-huh. a shark. It wasn't legible anymore. And I I watched the whole circus kind of thing and it had uh, Robert or something like, I forgot his name. Hey. He's my guy. Uh-huh. T-Bone. T- 
Ebon from uh, Prison Break, one of my favorite villains. And uh-huh. it just, it was horrible. It, it was horrible. And you can't, I don't think they can bring that back from me. But I was going to end the flames. Who, was somebody asking for this? <laughs> for a reboot is this? Were people demanding this? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I think they said, oh, well, superhero stuff is really big now, and NBC hasn't really had any luck with, like, doing some of the same things that other, other, um, other what are they called? Networks. Damn. <laughs> that other works that <laughs> networks have been able to do. Like, look at the CW and um, CBS. Like, they have really good and strong superhero shows. Same goes for ABC with their Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So they said, okay, well, let's get into this. And they said, well, we have something like this. We actually started. And they said, we actually started it way back when with heroes, but then we let it go. And so they said, well, let's try to bring heroes back again. What's the show on CBS? You're not counting Supergirl already, are you? Yeah, I'm counting Supergirl already. But you know CW is, they belong to CBS. So technically... I know they own everything. Oh, so you're gonna you're gonna take that you're gonna take give them credit for Arrow and <laughs> Flash. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Um, I just don't know. I I haven't even get, I haven't even looked hard to see who's in the cast coming. Uh, Allie, is La- Do you know if Allie Law you know coming back? Because that might decide if I. No, she's not. She's not coming back. She's not even that big. Like she tried to blow up after it, and she wasn't that great. So she needs to yeah. remember where she came from. But anyway, <laughs> I don't think anybody's knocking her door down anymore. She doesn't have to. Like, as long as they have Zachary Levy, I don't care. I don't care if he's bad. Like, I love him. That's Chuck. He is pretty awesome. That's my boy. Tyler was pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, Tyler was And also, this show. Kill him. So that's another, another uh, thing of people. And his career blew up from that show. Um, yes, it did. But one of the things about these. No, what was I going to say? Oh, I used to say when I. In the, uh, we would go to McDonald's or, or Chuck E. Cheese. There was this glass uh, enclosure they would play in all the time. And like they would climb, mm-hmm. kind of like a jungle gym, but it's inside, you know. And when they would go mm-hmm. in there, I would slam on the glass and say, My name is Shayla! And they were like three or four, four kids. But uh, <laughs> I was amused. They weren't even scared, though, because I would do stuff like that all the time. When you have a daddy doing Darth Vader sounds and saying, Luke, I am here for Luke is my son's name. When you have your daddy doing Darth Vader sounds when you're six months old, you can by his <laughs> noise. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, they didn't even jump. They're like, <laughs> like three years old. I'm doing fast, crazy things. They don't even blink. So, <laughs> but yeah, Heroes is a big part. I uh, just hope, I don't know. Not Optimistic. Like there is nothing <laughs> to say. Like yeah, there, like there is nothing to say with the show. There is nothing to hope with this show. It's going to be whatever it is. And I think it's supposed to be thirteen episodes or ten episodes, and then I guess they'll see what they see. Like whatever happens, and if it's think, good, they may come back. What I'm nervous about with this show is so much. They were early on in superhero craze different because it kind of had that X Men feel, which hadn't been on television before. And mm-hmm. what I'm nervous about is. This, whenever this came on, which is like probably 2004, 3, 4, 5, 6, something in that range, TV mm-hmm. is so much different now. And you can't mm-hmm. bring the early 2000-2015. That's what I'm worried about, is that they're not going to be updated. Even when I saw 24 and it came back, 
it's not the same as it, I mean, you you hit a moment in time that was perfect, and I don't think right. I don't think that moment passed. And, and if they can tap into something new, hey, I'm a whore, but same sensibility. They, they've What's got to know niche? that they can't stay okay. where they were. They'll be back. Yeah. They'll be back, and they'll be the in same. this time frame. And that's that's one of the good things about them having some new characters in there. So they stay where they were um, for five years. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so uh, speaking of shows that could date itself if it doesn't come into the uh, 2000s or the two teens, the 20 teens, <laughs> but I think it did. It did. Because they, they, they had this whole thing where Kermit broke up with, with, with Miss Picky, and, like, he's dating some young and hot pig now. So I think they're in the 2015. They, they know where they, they are. Now, this show <laughs> is close to my heart with the Muppets. They've done a great job of promoting it. They really have. Oh, yes, the they stuff have. with Kermit and Miss Piggy, and some of the, the commercials are kind of cute. And just the way yeah. they – and they, they pushed it. I feel like they, they really announced this a long way out and a long way out that it was – not, I don't want to say an adult, but a more mature version of the show. I don't think people yeah. will be humping or anything, but it's going to be a little more serious and have adult humor to it, I think. Well, yeah, there's going to be some suggested material, as we saw with Miss Piggy uh, looking at uh, Nathan Fillion. <laughs> so, yeah, this show yeah. Uh, is going to be a show within a show. The series is set in Los Angeles and depicts the everyday personal and professional lives of the Muppets. During the production of Up Late with Miss Piggy, a fictional late-night talk show starring Miss Piggy and airing on the ABC network after Jimmy Kimmel Live. Uh, the Muppets serve as a parody wow. of other of other mockumentary-style uh, series, so kind of like Modern Family, Parks and Rec, and The Office. Oh, my God, isn't we awesome? Uh, by yeah, so they really like that format, too. Yeah. And they're going to employ the same single uh, single camera setup filming style with the implication of a documentary crew filming everyone. Uh, of course, uh, the show stars Muppet performers, Steve, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, sorry. The puppets, unless you're talking about the people that are actually in the show. Oh, okay, never mind then. We don't, we don't even know the name of the puppeteers. Animal. Gonzo. And Fon. Gonzo. Uh, Fozzie dude in the uh, peanut gallery. Like, they should be dead, by the way. You know, I'm happy to see them, but they should be dead. Let's let's be real. <laughs> I think we should address that. Muppets should age too. Even though, like Sesame we, Street, they we, we'd be very sad to see them die. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, too. Those people die. <laughs> or. <laughs> So I I'm super excited for this. I, I, I am so excited for this. I, I think it's a kid in us. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and they know that it. And then it's enough for us to still watch. And the best kids movies are geared towards kids. And I didn't know this is geared towards kids, but geared towards kids and has stuff for the adults to giggle at that goes over the kids' head. If you can do that Absolutely. formula, then you're good. Mm-hmm. And do it. And I think the old Muppets well. had that. The more you think about it, the old Muppets sort of had that for back then. Because it's Piggy, yeah. you know, always had a little diva-ish, flirtish kind of, you know, thing. So, oh, yeah. we'll it looks like Kermit. They've updated Kermit a little bit, which should be interesting. Yeah, it's definitely going to be good. But I, I like some of the things that they're bringing back. Like, they recently brought back Alvin and the Chipmunks, and I've been watching that with my niece. And, uh, yeah, I think I've been watching it more than she has. It's really good. My kids are watching it. They've done that yeah, well, even though I like the animation. 
But uh, oh, my yeah. kids didn't watch that But that's okay because the new kids haven't seen it. Well, they're tackling some serious issues like bullying. <laughs> the same uh, it's got to be. Alvin was running for class president and cheated. And no, this show, this, this, this is not a reboot. This is just a repeat. This is an actual repeat of this show. I'm like, what? Well, it's different animation, and they're in the 2015 also. I know this plot. You know how generically all sitcoms and all that kind of have the same plot and touch on the same point. Yeah. So this is the same episode. <laughs> I watch every episode of Alvin and the Chipmunks ever made, you know, in a three-year span. I watch every episode three times. I mean, so I, so, uh, the same script. Same I know. Touch <laughs> it up. Or they ain't doing anything uh, modern. I, go ahead. <laughs> what you got? <laughs> oh, uh, I got off track. I was um, Supergirl is on my list, but uh, yeah, I think we can go out of order. Supergirl. Um, I'm not excited. I really have superhero fatigue, and then I get pissed off when they make new shows, and the people from Smallville aren't cast as the same people from the in the new show. And I just have a lot. Smallville and Alias gave me a lot of issues. Mhm. So I watched them all. So anything that resembles any superhero that goes somewhere else, any superhero show like Arrow, I don't want to see it because I like the one they had on Smallville. And the, the sets are are similar when the shows first come, which irritates me and reminds me of the other show. That also happened with Alias and Law. Uh-huh. Because uh, J.J. Abrams was like five or something. And, so, and, and the camera shots and the colors they used, and it, it was just too close. It was, it, I, uh, I struggle with some of the shows like that. And that just, Have you been watching The Flash? Been, I do watch Flash. There was enough time period okay. with Flash. And it's a little different, but but they're okay. But um, I think that super has anyone ever done a successful Supergirl adaptation? There, I read that and it wasn't that great. I actually prefer Power Girl to Supergirl as far as writing the comics. But you, I've just never seen it done. So basically, somebody saying, "Hey, it's cool to do a girl Superman." There's not a lot of depth that's put into it or thought or. Someone just said, hey, Superman's got a cousin named Kara, and she, it'll be cool to have her around. That's my comic coming out. Rebooted it and, and like, and like updated it and gave her real motivation. Maybe they will, but I have my doubts. <laughs> I have my doubts. I just crapped <laughs> on this show. <laughs> and there's too many oh, damn superhero shows out. I love comic books. But, oh, my God, the show is coming out about characters I've never even heard of. It should never but have gotten that's the good thing. Like, no, that's the good thing. Man. No, this is the when good I thing. When I was a little we've boy. Seen, we've seen um, Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, and a couple others get remade over and over and over and over again. But now we're seeing some superheroes that many of us have never heard of before, or some of us less comic booky people have never heard of before. And it's it's really interesting. It's good. Um, and of course we've heard of Supergirl, but she's no, been, like you good. said, just an offshoot of. Yeah, Superman. for the record, people that are listening, I have heard of Supergirl. I oh, know, me too. I saw the movie with Helen no Slater. I, <laughs> <laughs> I watched the Supergirl but, movie in the 1980s. Yeah, from Shrek. Me too. 80s, but <laughs> <laughs> a preview of it. 
saw a trailer for it, and I think I watched Superman 2. And that's one of my favorite movies. And I saw a trailer. Terrible. <laughs> Just terrible. They should make her like black or brunette and make everybody mad. Now that would excite me. <laughs> like, screw it. Let's change the way she looks. <laughs> Can you imagine she's black? What, what people would do? Yeah, yeah. That, oh. that might upset me.
Ed Westwick, Erica Christensen, she was recently in Parenthood, Jeremy Sisto, who I love, um, Tasia Farmiga, she's been in the American Horror Story um, anthologies as well, um, Gabriel Luna, Carolina Weidra, and Evan Ross. So, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that one. I'm really con- It sounds really good when you describe, but I'm really concerned about being part of and being on HBO. I keep thinking about the one Grimm and all those fairy tale shows. So I yeah. really messed up my brain. And I told you I can only last an hour. So we're like, we got like seven minutes left. So I'm starting this. <laughs> I'm like, is this about? You kept saying it, and my mind kept like, fairy tales, fairy tales. <laughs> but then no, not fairy tale. Serial killer. And then I was going to bring it back to fairy tale. I kept waiting for you to say, yeah, the two cops, they're looking for Hansel and Gretel in the city. <laughs> the serial killer is the big bad wolf. And, and, that sounds like fable. Right. <laughs> yeah, fa- yeah fa- I was going to ask you if you've ever read that. One of the best comics I've ever read. Awesome. I agree. I agree. But, yeah, no, but, this is not comics. This, this is, this is like real life serial killer. Yeah. yeah. They pissed me off. <laughs> I'm wondering. They pissed me off when they kept making all these shows that were like fables instead of fables. Just make fables. Yeah, but I like Grimm. Grimm turned out actually pretty good. I'm not watching it, Grimm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Show. I'm not watching any NBC. I feel like NBC is like the worst network. This CBS, they try to just comedy and people seem to like that. But NBC, like they produce some crap. And it's just, I'm sorry. They really do. The slap, like they really produce some. Oh, that was some horrible. Really bad. But they imported that. They, they imported that from really Australia. And then remember the show that had Captain Heige or Heigl on it about state of affairs or whatever? That was crap. Like they just really. Mass produced some um, some crap. Now ABC has on the land. CBS has their comedies, and they even have people like the show Scorpion, SI Twenty Seven, CSI, you know, Richmond, Virginia. <laughs> like they have CSI, Baton Rouge, whatever. People like it, but NBC doesn't seem like it doesn't have a niche, you know. But uh, oh, my, my show. Blood and Oil, director of Don Johnson, Nash Bridges, Crockett. That's the right name. Yeah, for mine, is the hero of Don Johnson, whose daughter is old enough to where he's at in life. But <laughs> have you seen any previews for that? Yeah, it reminds me of Dallas, and I kind of don't want to see it, but I'm going to have to watch it because a couple of people that I really like are in it. So that's going to be the only reason I, I check it out. Yeah, uh, basically for the people that uh, my description on is thorough, but basically it's uh, he's an oil Don Johnson plays an oil tycoon around to achieve kind of what his father had. So no doubt there's backstabbing and sex and violence and betrayal. So it's like it's like I like before you came on, I said it reminded me of that. I like Don Johnson, but when I reviewed, they were heavy on the set. Which shows me they don't have a lot of play. <laughs> that usually, when the trailer, they don't show a lot of you know strong people on each other. That shows me usually mm-hmm. it's not. I mean, it might be an interesting nighttime soap opera, but I just don't see it. Well, and Don Johnson look, is thirty years past his prime. <laughs> look, I, I went, I read something, um, and it said that the two main characters, uh, the young kids who go up against him, they went to North Dakota to start a laundry match. Like that was their whole reason for going for going to North Dakota in the, in the first place to get rich and start a laundromat. So they weren't moving up like George Jefferson. Wow. 
That's it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that makes you want to watch it more, yeah? It does. It does. Do you, I actually, uh, we're going to uh, miss it like, like three minutes before it blocks us off. I saw, um, see, I'm fading. What's the show, Whitey Bulger? What happened show, but Whitey Bulger? Oh, cool. Back yeah. I saw it. I highly recommend it. It's be Johnny Depp, best performance in years. I've been a Johnny Depp hater the last five, seven, eight, nine, ten years because everybody's like, oh, he's so versatile. I was like, he's a great character for all time. You know, he's like a yeah. widow. Um, yeah, I love him, but, but he hasn't been, done anything good in a while. The Willy Wonka cast, uh, he's been the same character for a good 15 years. But he really challenged himself for this one. I think it's kind of a Oscar kind of role. You got anything random or any other shows you want to include? Um, on this list, or are we are we done talking about shows? Because I didn't talk about money. Something you want to talk about? Oh no, go go go! Are you done? Yeah, yeah, I'm done. Go, All sorry. Right. Okay, so um, I, I'm just going to mention Minority Report really quickly. Uh, Minority Report was that last um, show on my list of things um, that I'm really, really, really looking forward to. I won't really talk too much about it, but we've kind of talked about this before. Um, Tom Cruise was in it and the um, the movie version, and um, this picked up uh, about maybe 20 years, 20 years it after. Was 20 years. Oh, oh, God. 20 years ago. Wait a minute. No, it's not. Or, oh, not, I'm sorry. Not, well, not 20 years. I think, okay, so... I don't know, 11 years or 10 years after the whole pre-crime thing um, where they figured out, well, we're putting these people in jail, but they haven't actually done anything wrong. So, of course, after they disband that whole unit, um, we have some of the precogs who still have these visions and things where they can comp- they can predict crime, but, you know, they have nothing to do with this, uh, with this ability. So um, one of the precogs, Dash, he comes back to the big city, and he hooks up with Megan Good, and that hooks up, hook up, no! but just hooks up. <laughs> No, he doesn't I hope have a kid. <laughs> well, well, his twin brother is kind of cute. His twin brother is kind of cute, so she might hook up with him. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they come back and um, they start using their powers for good again to help prevent crime. So, the yeah, first episode, I saw that. It was it was actually really good. You could see all the money that they poured into it. So, of course, this is Fox. And we've seen it where Fox has had some good shows come on, but they didn't support it like they were supposed to. So I'm afraid that people aren't going to tune in because they're not trustworthy of Fox, basically. And then it's going to go away because yeah. people weren't tuning in. Because you have those people who say, just, well, I'll watch it if it misses the first season. I'll, I'll watch it if it gets picked up. Well, yeah, but you're of course, killing it. It's not going to continue. Exactly, exactly. All right, so I know you're done. So I had my honorable mentions, and it's not a lot. So um, <laughs> my honorable mentions. For um, November season, <laughs> my honorable mention, really? uh, Lucifer is at the top of any fall or mid-season list for me. I saw the pilot and thought Tom Ellis was pretty amazing. We've seen the cop partnering with a supernatural before, and uh, case in point, uh, Sleepy Hollow, that was really good. So this show was really well done, and I can't wait to see that. Uh, second honorable mention, The Man in High Castle. Just imagine what the world and U.S. in particular would be like if the Germans and Japanese had won World War II. Where would we be, R.C.? Where would we be? Um, it's, We'd be in trouble. It's, it's, right, we got 10 seconds. We're starting off. You cannot get the whole okay. list in. You cannot do it. Okay, well, Jessica, also, Jones, Jessica Jones is going to be awesome. Thank you, everybody. It was so good. Bye. Take care. Bye. <laughs> he cut me off. Oh, my God. Sandman. It wasn't me.